Welcome to Organizational Sherlock's, the podcast where business meets psychology and your organizational puzzles meet their match. Join us for captivating stories and practical solutions to unravel your toughest challenges. I'm Dr. Elizabeth Fleming. And I'm Morgan Ashworth, your guides to a prescription for business success. Let's dive in. Officially welcoming all of our listeners to the Organizational Sherlock's podcast. I'm Morgan Ashworth, and I also have Elizabeth Fleming with me. Um, I'm an internal consultant, chief people officer. I'll let Elizabeth introduce herself. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Elizabeth Fleming, Dr. Elizabeth Fleming. Uh, I am a business psychologist uh, working externally with companies across the board, manufacturing, technology, um, finance, kind of all over the place. We'll talk about that more later, uh, but we're excited to introduce ourselves and let you know a little bit about us. Yeah. So a little bit about um, us. We're both in the IO psychology realm. I myself, I am not a psychologist, though I am an IO psychology professional. I have a master's in IO psychology. Uh, I started with a bachelor's in psychology, as most individuals do going into the psychology field. While I was in school, I then decided that IO psychology, industrial organizational psychology, for those of you who don't know what it is, um, was the route I wanted to go on. And it's very much business focused. It's all about psychology in the workplace, psychology of employees, organizational development, uh, and the like. Um, We're going to really get into, in this podcast, how Elizabeth and I fell into the field, because you can fall into it in a variety of ways. Mine... I feel was more purposeful, but Elizabeth, I think has the more interesting story. (laughs) I wouldn't call it more interesting, but uh, definitely interesting there. So I have a question for you, Morgan. Um, I know you said yours was a little bit more purposeful, your journey here. So I'm curious, kind of when did you make this decision that psychology in general, and then more specifically industrial organizational psychology was something you were interested in? So I was always a person that I don't know I understood people I was the person that helped everyone with their issues I was the mediator I was the leader in group discussions and this is all when I was um much younger and five right five years old yeah yeah five five years old yeah that's that's when I wanted to be in I had a psychologist um But yeah, no, I looked into all sorts of fields of work and I knew psychology attracted me. So I knew I was at least going to start there. Um, Obviously, I looked into other medical fields. I looked into uh, other types of fields that involved psychology, maybe law, this or that. I'm actually in a legal studies degree now, funny enough. Uh, So clearly went back to the law at some point. But when I was in school, I was already going for psychology, knew that was my interest. I was looking up, okay, do I want to be clinical psychology? Do I want to be counseling psychology? What do I want to be? Uh, I knew I wanted to do clinical psychology, but in a business setting. So I fell upon industrial organizational psychology, found all sorts of programs around me, ended up deciding on a master's at Southern New Hampshire University. The university is not far from me. I'm from Massachusetts, but live in New Hampshire and it, it was the perfect fit. Also nice and cost effective for me as well. It's always important. Always yeah. important. Yeah. But um, so Elizabeth, you started thinking on clinical psychology as well. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about okay. your story. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of similarities, I think, between, um, you know, again, back to when we were five years old and and being the leaders of the group. And for everyone who's listening, that is a joke, although I think we probably could argue we were probably leaders at five. Um, But anyway, regardless, I I knew, you know, kind of the, the common cliche, if you will, if I knew I always wanted to help people and what that meant, I really wasn't sure. And so, you know, throughout my, throughout high school and even into college, I did a a ton of um, shadowing and just kind of these informational interviews to understand what was out there and, and landed on psychology as a nice foundation. Now, I really, in in all honesty, I kind of thought, well, there's a straight and narrow path. If I go into psychology, I have to be a clinical psychologist. Right. That was kind of what I thought. I didn't really know much better. Um, but as I yeah, got I into right, um, as I got into um, you know, completing my bachelor's and then finishing my master's degree in psychology, I, I started learning that there's a whole lot more to this world than what we typically think of uh, when we think psychology. Um, I ended up applying to a doctorate program uh, in counseling psychology uh, at St. Mary's University of Minnesota. But fortunately, the uh, institution allowed for um, all all program participants to do kind of their own special like course, if you will. So I got to spend an entire year um, being mentored by an industrial organizational psychologist. And that's really when I think that's that specialty or that passion really lit up for me. Uh, and so uh, everyone who has experienced COVID, which is anyone listening to this call, will understand that uh, it probably wasn't the best time to really transition, make that full transition mm-hmm. in March of 2020. Uh, but that's what I did. Uh, and so my journey's been a little rocky uh, there, you know, since then. Um, but prior to that, I was definitely doing IO psychology work. I just didn't really recognize it because my title wasn't, um, yeah. d- didn't state that. Yeah, I mean, even when we look at all sorts of research articles or uh, experiments that occurred when it comes to different um, studies or different psychometric exams that were being created, they they occurred in a clinical setting, but they were workplace based. And they were. Uh, we really yeah. saw industrial organizational psychology start to take off. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. say it, it showed that it was starting to take off in 2018. Uh, but and studies were showing that it was probably going to become a much larger field. Right. 2020 definitely affected that. I see now a lot more limitations, quote unquote, um, right. when it comes to the Statistical Bureau of mm-hmm. um, Occupations. And it, they think it's going to be a lot smaller, but they don't take into account all the fields you fall into as an right. IO psychology professional, whether you're an industrial organizational psychologist with a license or a professional mm-hmm. with a background and uh, education in it, you can fall into all sorts of realms, whether that be mm-hmm. HR, which is how I fell into it, sure. um, in the professional setting versus consulting, which is Elizabeth's mm-hmm. field more so than anything. Um, yeah. But on top of that, all sorts of employee initiatives, managerial positions, IO yeah. falls under it. L&D is a huge one too. You see a lot of IO um, professionals in the L&D space or learning and development. So yeah, there's, there's, it's so broad. I I oftentimes kind of wish there was some like massive um, 
like flow chart that showed yeah. you everything you can do, you know, having an, an education in IO psychology. I don't know, maybe Morgan, that's something yeah. we need to create. I guess I, maybe listening. that's something we'll make. I love my charts. As hey, I'm with you on that. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, type A over here, I guess. Uh, yeah, um, same. Yeah, but that's a that's a big reason why Elizabeth and I decided decided to start this podcast is because yeah. as organizational Sherlocks, we're IO psychology professionals and we're looking at companies under all realms. We're in every nook and cranny of a company mm -hmm. from people operations, which is really any part of a company to right. a specific department, to marketing, to from HR Sales, production, sales, manufacturing, everything, yeah. everything you can think of, IO is going to fall under it. And that's why we want to talk about how IO and how the theories in psychology can apply to workplaces. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why we created organizational Sherlock's. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really fun. And, you know, I would even to encourage our listeners, if there's a topic you want to hear about, you know, always feel free to reach out to us, send us an email or whatever it is. Um, because, you know, even being in the field and I don't know, Morgan, if you would agree with me, but even being in the field, there's areas that, gosh, I wish I knew more about. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think that's, again, another reason that this podcast is so exciting uh, for me and I know for you, too, uh, is we get to pull in some of that, you know, recent research and things that people are talking about, mm -hmm. you know, if it's. AI, for instance, I, mean, I feel like that's a huge thing or yeah. the, you know, the work from home and, and what are the benefits and the and the limitations of a work from home policy and all of those different pieces. There's just so much to talk about. Um, and, you know, I'm just excited to kind of dig into the research and invite some guests and see what happens. Yeah. And we, we really want to break it down for any and any professional in the business yeah. space. If you're in business, you're in sales. If you're yeah. in business, you're in marketing. If you're in business, you're in organizational development. You're part of a business no matter what you're doing. If you're a nurse, you're still part of a business. If you yeah. are um, a production worker, you're still part of a business. If you are a manager, of course you're part of a business. Mm -hmm. So this is to break it down for any professional in any field. Yeah. And we're going to bring in professionals from every field. We're not only going to talk about IO psychologists here. We're right. just going to help you pick out the nitty gritty of behavioral intricacies when it comes to all sorts of top high end topics like AI or learning and development or leadership. Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, the foundation, you know, Morgan, is that we're all people. Right. Yeah. Every business is made up of people, whether it's and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I, I often hear the argument, well, we have so much automation. Right. And so much mm -hmm. of our work is being automated, whether that's machinery or, or, you know, technology or whatever it is. And while that's true, there's still people behind that automation. Right. Mm -hmm. To make sure it's working the way it's supposed to. And so I, I love what you just said about, you know, we're all part of the business because mm -hmm. we're people working in the business. Right. Yeah. Um, we're all contributing to that that kind of greater purpose, if you will, uh, within an organization. So I, I just think that's important to put kind of first kind of, you know, in the, in the spotlight yeah. here that we're all people in this business, because sometimes it's easy to forget that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited for this podcast, Elizabeth, because I mean, I feel like we're a yin and yang alone. You're an external consultant. I'm an internal consultant. We're already bringing in different perspectives and we came from different 
parts of the field. While we both came from the psychology track, uh, I don't think we're necessarily in the same track anymore or nor right. did we start necessarily the same way either. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this podcast. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about ourselves um, in either this coming podcast or uh, later podcasts. But uh, I'm really excited to start using some stories that both of us have experienced, other professionals have experienced, and case studies to talk about what we're all these subjects. Absolutely. Yeah, I am. I'm super excited. So I just want to like give a shout out though to you, Morgan, because uh, for for those listening, we do not live in the same geographic region. So I'm in the Midwest and and truly this, um, our, our love for learning, and I'm, if it's okay, I share this, Morgan, but you know, we connected because mm-hmm. we um, have this love for learning and we were asked to participate kind of as, as feedback givers for an up and coming um, certification program. So it was totally happenstance that you and I met. And I just think it's really, it's cool how that's now blossomed yeah. into this bigger thing that, mm-hmm. um, you know, we want to now share with people outside of just us. Yeah, so. a little shout out to Dr. Patricia Delgado for connecting right. us through her yeah. research certification. Yeah, it was super fun and thank you for it. And I'm so excited to see it as a success. So we'll, we should add a link uh, to that to that yeah. certification program uh, in the comments um, of the podcast when we get done. Yeah, we certainly will. But um, without further ado, I'm Morgan. This is Elizabeth. And welcome officially to our new podcast, Organizational Sherlocks. We'll see you next time. This concludes another intriguing episode of Organizational Sherlock's. I'm Elizabeth Fleming. And I'm Morgan Ashworth, reminding you that the journey to success is an ongoing investigation. Stay curious, stay strategic, and keep utilizing insights to decode your business mysteries. Join us every other Tuesday for your next Who Done It. This is Organizational Sherlock's closing today's case.